You're listening to Rumble in the Morning on FM 99. You okay over there? I'm good. I okay. told you I'm going to stroke out at some point. It's not a question of uh, if, it's when. Uh, Bill <laughs> with the news. That's me, Bill. <laughs> Otherwise known as Sean. News brought to you by Pitbull Tobacco and more. Don't miss the summer wave of discounts at all five locations in Norfolk, Portsmouth, Chesapeake, and two in Virginia Beach. Pitbull Tobacco and more for locals by locals. Uh, Michael was telling you about this earlier today. Uh, a vehicle got turned on its roof in the water near the Monitor Merrimack Bridge this morning. Uh, Virginia State Police said that it was around 6 a.m. when the patroller, uh, trooper on patrol, excuse me, saw the vehicle. Uh, it was uh, overturned on the, on its roof in the water just before the entrance of the bridge, so it wasn't submerged, thankfully. Mm -hmm. Uh, The investigation so far seems to imply that the driver had fallen asleep and ran off into the water at the beginning beginning of the bridge uh the driver was recovered and is alive so good news there yeah. uh, they are investigating the story more a little further to see uh if anything else happened or they they so far uh, it seems like that's as far as it went nobody else was hurt so uh-huh. good news there they did say that both lanes of traffic on i-664 north were going to be blocked while that incident was ongoing uh i'm not sure if they ever uh one lane is open just the right lane is open so okay, the left gotcha. lane's still blocked you still Heavy delays, pretty much. See, it's it. what's helpful about having the traffic guy still here. Is yes, when my news story is lacking, I can just point to traffic. <laughs> for, hey, and random check on traffic. Uh, random check on the weather. As a heads up, it is going to be hot and humid today. It is going to be gross. It was bad yesterday. Worse today. Uh, we've got the heat indexes up around 105 to 110 degrees mm-hmm. for a lot of the area. We are under a heat advisory, so everybody be careful, please. Uh, they suggest that you drink plenty of fluids and prehydrate so that you don't have to catch up once uh, being dehydrated. Stay inside as much as you can. If you got to be out in the sun, be careful. Try to limit your exposure and limit any kind of a- activity you have to do. Yeah. And check up on elderly friends, relatives, neighbors, the whole nine yards. Uh, just check on people. Make sure they're okay. It could be some dangerous heat for some people. You know, it could be worse. I talked to my brother TJ recently down in Florida, and I asked him, you know, when was the last time you didn't have a heat advisory? <laughs> and well, he yeah. said, I think April. <laughs> I think April. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's been pretty awful yeah. in like the, the southeast yeah. to the southwest yeah. and mm-hmm. even some spots we're not used to seeing a lot of heat. Yeah. It's still warming up in places. Uh, and evening thunderstorms are going to roll through today. Uh, could, uh, we could have some rain and it'll drop the lows into the 70s tonight. And tomorrow, keep us in the mid-80s, which I'll take. Now, those storms that are going to roll through today through tomorrow morning, uh, we're looking at some possible severe weather, uh, strong winds, heavy rain, and a low risk of a tornado. So that's a possibility as well. Mm -hmm. Just keep that in mind as you make your plans. Uh, Here locally, some sad news to report. Magoo, a rapper from Norfolk, has passed away at the age of 50. Uh, That news broke on TMZ. His real name was Melvin Barcliffe, and most people know him for his collaborations with Timberland, who is another Hampton Roads native. Uh, Their biggest uh, hit probably the meeting, their 1997's Platinum Certified album, Welcome to Our World. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people uh, posting their condolences online, including Timberland, who wrote, This one hits different. Rest easy, my king. In another Instagram post, R&B artist Genuine had words for Magoo, saying, Totally one of the best ever in my eyes. And another local from Chesapeake, Jay Farrow, Saturday Night Live, uh, he took on. He went online to praise Magoo, saying, "Grew up watching this man, and it hits home because he was another person from the seven five seven that made that made it and exemplified positivity." R.I.P. to the brother Magoo. My condolences to his family and loved ones. Uh, Michael Orr's in the news today. The retired NFL player whose life story was depicted in The Blind Side, or was it? Uh, he is suing the family that took him in, claiming they used him. Or claims he recently found out that Sean and Lee Tui were uh, never adopted him like they claimed they did. Kind of one of the things that everybody loved about the story. Instead, they tricked him into signing documents, making them his conservators, which are very different things. That's As wild. Is, it's if ex- this is true, it makes these people evil. 
Yes. If, so if this makes, is true, yes. yeah. I mean, I don't know how there's another way to look at it. Uh, his, as his conservators or claims they deprived him of the rights to his name, image, and likeness, the conservatorship gave him the authority to handle all or them to handle all of his financial and legal affairs. If they'd adopted him, he would have had those rights. It also claims they made millions off the movie along with their kids, while Orr claims he got nothing from it. Orr wants the court to terminate the conservatorship and force the Tuies to forfeit all the money they made off the rights to his name and story. His lawsuit says, quote, where other parents uh, of Michael's classmates saw Michael simply as a nice kid in need, conservator Sean Tuey and Lee Ann Tuey saw something else, a gullible young man whose athletic talent could be exploited for their own benefit. Uh, or played in the NFL from 2009 to 2016, and he's actually always hated the blind side because he said that it wasn't uh, an accurate telling of the story and that it made him look stupid. Yeah. Yep. So I, I've never seen the movie. I've never I seen it, but I've seen the clips where he's complained about it because I remember watching a – I don't know if it was an HBO Brian Gumble thing where he's interviewing him. Somebody's interviewing him and they're showing a clips and he was complaining yeah. that, uh, that I wasn't like this and uh, you know and I, I get it. You know, obviously they took creative liberty when they made the movie, but again, if you're telling me this guy didn't get a single cent for the movie and it's his story, somebody has to pay. Oh, that's messed up. Yeah, 100%. somebody has to pay. Yeah, it's a movie that made three hundred million dollars at the box office Ugh. and only cost twenty nine million to make. Yeah. So yeah, pay the man. Uh, Sean Tuohy is denying that the family made any money off of the movie and that they never tried to exploit Michael. He says they remained very close to Michael until about a year and a half ago. Why would you sell the story to a, a big Hollywood, uh, you know, it was like Touchstone or something. It was a big studio. It was. How do you not make any money off that? How does, how do, how does nobody involved with the story not make money? To me, I'm not making the deal. Well, I, I think you know I'm not cutting a deal if I'm not getting paid. I think even if you weren't looking to make money off of the deal, if they're going to use your story and likenesses, yeah. you're gonna to. get money yeah. regardless because they have to pay you for all. Yeah, but all that he didn't get. He got bubkis. He didn't. But yeah. they're getting all of it from yeah. if it's a well, conservative. They're, they're cl- yeah, but they're claiming they didn't get a cent. Of course, they're gonna well, come. Yeah. Claim as the court, that. Yeah. as the the case moves on and court documents become available, I'm sure it'll be revealed very quickly if they made any money and how yeah. much they made. You know, yeah. And also if he made any money too, we'll have to we have to wait for that side of it as well because the paper. The, the numbers are all in there somewhere. Somewhere yeah. these are all accounted for. Right? Yeah, mark this down. This is probably the first time I've ever rooted for a Baltimore Raven. <laughs> well, he's retired now. Yeah. So that way, you know, it's, it's easier for you to root for him. Yeah, weird to hear Rod booing the movie in the back of the theater <laughs> when he went to go see it. <laughs> he hasn't even been drafted yet. I know, but it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We talked yesterday uh, about uh, the uh, pilot and crew member who were covering after uh, the crash of a Soviet Cold War era fighter plane at an air show in Michigan. They had to eject from that. The National Transportation Safety Board says the pilot noticed a loss of power before deciding to eject himself and another person at the air show. The MiG-23 traveled about 500 feet after the crash, skidded through trees, and finally stopped near an apartment building west of Detroit. The National Traffic, uh, Safety, uh, Transportation Safety Board says the pilot had serious injuries, but nothing life-threatening. The MiG-23 was built in the former Soviet Union in 1981. Residents who were evacuated from apartments were able to return home today. Thankfully, nobody else seriously injured in that, so that's good news there. But uh, loss of power, a big problem when you're flying, I, I, I understand. Uh, and anybody who doesn't like getting outside and doing chores, I hate to break it to you, but you might want to. The Daily Mail says researchers from the University of Cambridge have found that mowing the lawn for 11 minutes a day can reduce the risk of early death. Not in this heat. Oh, they're lying. 11 minutes a day, yeah, though. So I do part of it, and then part of it, and then <laughs> yeah, part of it. Yes. And, then, <laughs> and, then by, and then by the time I get to the end of the week, I have to start at the beginning again. Part of it, and then part of it. Uh, the, they say that the study suggests that short bouts of moderate exercise, such as gardening, can help inactive people avoid an early death. The more someone exercises, the lower their risk of early death, heart disease, and cancer. 
Uh, the study author says, if, if you are someone who finds the idea of two and a half hours of activity a week daunting, then our findings should be good news because it means you don't have to put in a ton of work all at one time. You can do it in little bursts throughout the week. <laughs> just imagine you're getting like 75% of the yard cut and you're just like, oh, that's my 11 minutes. Sorry. How small is your yard? I don't know. I don't know if I get, 11 <laughs> minutes isn't going to be a lot of the yard for me. I mean, it's going to take me a little bit. I, I, the last place I lived, I actually ended up paying a guy to come do it because yeah. I just didn't want to anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, I, the, the health benefits were not worth it to me. I was rather just fess up the money and have somebody do it for me. Uh, but either way, uh, this story is getting the, some attention as well. The Somerset County Gazette says a 13-year-old named Wyatt Kaufman recently survived a 100-foot fall into the Grand Canyon. Oof. Wyatt Yikes. suffered nine broken vertebrae, a ruptured spleen, a collapsed lung, a concussion, and a broken hand with a dislocated Whoa. finger. It took, two, it took rescue crews two hours to scale down a cliff and bring Wyatt out in a basket. He was airlifted to a Las Vegas hospital for treatment where he seems to be doing well. He spoke with NBC about what was going on and how he was just trying to avoid somebody's picture. I was moving out of the way for people to take a picture. I was squatting down and hanging on to it. I only had one hand on it, so it wasn't that good of grip. And I lost my grip and I started to fall back. I just remember somewhat waking up and being in the back of an ambulance and a helicopter, and then the plane to here. Mm. Yeah, scary situation. Wow. They say he has a long road ahead of him as yeah, far as recovery does. goes, but that he, he should be okay after that. Mm. And he and his family are focused on making more memories together after this, after he heals up. And apparently it was a big deal for him and his mom to go see the Grand Canyon. It was like a bucket list item for them. So it's uh, unfortunate yeah. that it went that way, but uh, thankfully, again, he, in, in the long run, he'll be okay. That's good. So that's the good news mm. there. Uh, this begs the question, why? The World Record Academy says the world's largest roll of toilet paper has gone on display at Ripley's, believe it or not, in Branson, Missouri. Charmin produced the 10-foot by 9-foot roll. <laughs> the roll could cover 1 million square feet if it's unraveled. How many butts would it wipe then? It's a great question. The roll is the equivalent of 95,000 regular rolls and would last 1,900 years if a person used it. Ah. So that's a lot of butts to wipe. <laughs> So you you that, would hand that down for yeah, in your that, family you like, show for years for, for, uh, for, yes, for, decades, for generations, generations. Yeah. Uh, ah yes from cold pepper to cold pepper we've handed this <laughs> yeah. down throughout the family uh, and <laughs> I do believe Colonel Lingus could use some toilet paper well he'll have to get his own this is the cold pepper roll we do not give this to just anybody it is for all butts and all butts alone. <laughs> Jeez, almighty. <laughs> it's one of those records that you see, and you, it's, I mean, in a way impressive, but at the same time, you wonder why somebody did that. Yeah, you know, sometimes I think, you know, you're wasting money. Mm-hmm. That's a waste of money. I kind of feel that way, too. Yeah, yeah. The mean, only time they make exceptions to that is yeah. if they do it, like, in related to, like, some charity or something yeah, but, like that. Yeah, or, but here's the thing. It's just paper. It, it'd be one thing if they, like, made, like, um, I don't know, a pyramid or something, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's uh, bigger than any pyramid on the face of the earth or something, you know, but a, a big roll of toilet paper, who cares? A big pie, who cares? I got to tell you, well, at least a yeah. pie, that to me is a little more involved. Yeah, like, and like, I guess you can feed people the pie. Right, but, yeah. But, uh, but uh, my thing is, is when we're talking about the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum, yeah. the Ripley's Believe It or Not stuff that impresses me is the stuff that people have done or that has happened yeah. is out of nowhere that was amazing. Yeah, mm -hmm. It's not stuff that somebody said, you know what, I'm just going to build the largest, most useless one yeah. of these. They have a, a Ripley's on in Williamsburg. Yes, they do. I've been there. And I've been there, too. And I will tell you, I uh, had a moment. Mm -hmm. um, I, I am blind in my left eye. And at one point, I had a detached retina in the eye. And even though I'm blind in my left eye, 
uh, my eye is is alive. You yeah. don't you don't want your eye to die. Right. Yeah. You know, just can't see out of it. So uh, I had this detached retina, and they and to to get to to fix it, they had to take the lens out of this eye. Now, even though I'm legally blind, I can still see color and you know blobs, but color. Oh, I and, didn't even know yeah, that. And now, one thing I learned after they took the lens out in a very difficult way is that I cannot handle if you've ever seen black light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Black light. Since the lens was taken out of this eye, yeah. Even though I'm blind in it, I still can. You know, there's still you know stuff coming in. You know, that's a, yeah. So I can still see light and whatnot. Well, without the lens, this is the first time I ran into black light because up at the Ripley, believe it or not, museum in in Williamsburg, yeah. There's a door that you open, and then there's like a cement mixer type thing that you walk through, yeah. And it's it's all, it's, it's so all, confusing. Yeah, it's all black light and orange and green neon. Yeah, and. Uh, and I had no idea this was going to happen. I open up the door, and my kids already took off. They're running around right, somewhere yeah. else. I open this door and take one step and immediately fall flat on my face. And oh, I, no. And, I, and it's not occurring to me. Just close my eyes and crawl back out, you know, or crawl forward. I'm just laying there. <laughs> and, uh, and my kids come, and they think, oh, my gosh, Dad, is that a heart attack? I'm like, no, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm just okay. I just can't. really dizzy. Yeah, I can't. My equilibrium. You're what? You know, like, I can't walk. Weirdly, so, as I've gotten older, yeah. I don't know why, but I have a similar problem yeah. now. It's not, And I don't have yeah. that issue with my eyes, so I don't know yeah. what it is. But, like, in that same thing, I'll, yeah. I'll have the same reaction. I'll literally... There was a time I ended up in one like that, and I just sat down. Yeah, I could, and nobody's getting around well, me if no. I sit down. What sucks for me is, you know, we spend so much money for the kids to to you know participate in this, you know, dance classes all year, and they yeah. have this big recital at Chrysler Hall. And some of the some of the uh, the dance routines, I get down there and they'll have black light. So, so could you been, like just close that one eye and watch I, it? Yeah, I do because okay, yeah. I, I do. But it is annoying. Yes, too, of course. Because yeah. sometimes I don't know it's coming. So right. I'll be sitting there and at least I'm sitting. Right. Like, ah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a real bummer. Yeah. It's like when you go to raves, you have to wear an eye patch or something. You know it, man. Yeah. I got to tell you, I was at a rave last weekend in an eye patch, you know. But they call <laughs> me. And, and that was yeah. all. But you know what? They call me, uh, you know, Captain Hook. So, you know, that's fun. Or, pa- or Patchy. Patchy. <laughs> patch. Um, and moving on swiftly from that, uh, I think it's time. There's a happy ending, of course. Of course there is, every day, because the news can be depressing, so I like to leave you with something happy. Not the image of Rod wearing only an eye patch. <laughs> a California police officer is being called a hero after rescuing a chained-up dog from a house fire by cutting the chain with, they're called, they say garden loppers, but it's like those garden shears. Oh, the shears, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Uh, the family got outside safe, but they couldn't get to their pet dog. Oh. The family was not able to undo the chain on the fence. And it was just three feet away from the flames, which obviously would have gone badly. Right. Uh, but the, the officer managed to get over there and apparently had to repeatedly try and chop the, the chain because it were dull, so it wouldn't cut through very well. Uh, here are the intense moments from Officer Adam Calderon's body cam as he explains what was going through his mind as he was trying to save the dog. Oh, they chained you up. To be honest, I wasn't really thinking straight. I, I just jumped and I said, I'm going to just make the best of this and if I could get him out, get him out. Come on, please. Try and save you, boy. My back was already on fire. Whenever I was able to shelter the, the dog, my back was burning. I just hope it motivates people to do the right thing at the right time. Yeah, his back was burning while he was trying to save the dog. Oh. But luckily, he and the dog made it out. No serious injuries uh, involved there, and everybody was safe. 
So a good good ending there to yeah. something that could have been uh, awful. At well, that point. it's a dog. It's worth jumping in there. Uh, I, I'm with you, buddy. I love my dog, so I completely get it. Uh, today, chance of showers and thunderstorms. Uh, some storms could produce some heavy rain, so be ready. Mostly sunny with a high near 96. Heat index values as high as around 109, 110 degrees. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, tonight, more showers and thunderstorms, a low around 73. And tomorrow, showers and thunderstorms possible as well. And partly sunny with a high near 86. We've almost hit that already. It is 85 degrees outside. Mm-mm. But the news, I'm Sean Hood for Rumble in the Morning on FM 99.